Hey, I missed you. Did you miss me? I hope so. Let's go. Live from the BiffNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas, it's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian, Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminak. What's up, you damn dirty dickheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminak. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. And this is episode number 413. Our little corner of the interwebs, very on deck. Hey, welcome to the program. Thank you guys for showing up. Thank you guys for being here. I missed y'all so much. Oh my god, I missed, I missed doing this show. I'm not gonna lie, it was nice having a little breaky break. But about a couple days after, I was like, okay, I'm ready to, I'm ready to get back to my peeps. I'm ready to get back to it. Uh, I like, uh, oh yeah, turn it up a little. I got you, fam. I like how Philip Barnard, right off the rip, right off the rip. Talking about, uh, I wonder if Barry's going to be muted. Uh-huh. Suck it. I mean, it's a little low, but you know what? Suck it. Hey, Fidel, thank you for the super chat. What the hell? What did, what just happened up there? Well, that's not, that's not where it's supposed to go. Dag nabbit. Hold on. Let me fix this. Every time I do this shit every time. It's a damn shame. There we go. Now, now it should work. Fidel, thank you for the $2 super chat. I said, time for a shot, Barry. We missed you. You know what's funny? As I literally had my first therapy session today and we talked about drinking right off the rip. She was like, are you a drinker? I was like, I mean, you know, I'm, I maybe have shots in the middle of the day with a lot of people on the internet. That's the thing. Is it, uh, you know, is that a bad thing? She's like, I'm not being judgy. I'm not being judgy at all. How much do you drink? I was like, I don't know. A couple... I don't, let me get my, hold on. Let me get, we're going to do shots. We got shots. I am, uh, I am underprepared, uh, or I should say underdressed. I'm wearing sweatshirt, sweatpants, but I told her, I was like, yeah, you bet your, you bet your ass. I'll be, uh, I'll be hitting that shot first thing on the show today. It wasn't a skinny jean sighting. This is definitely not a skinny jean sighting. I missed you guys, man. I really did miss you guys. Um, I miss doing this show. I this show was such an important part. Mimi, thank you, sweetie. Thank you for that. She said, "What the hell are you wearing on your head?" I, I listen. You, it's it's either that or this. Look, look how awful that looks. So I had to. You want me to turn it around? Is it is it too distracting? Is it too ugly for you, Mimi? I'll I'll turn it around. That's is that better? Is this now I look like Ali G? If I put my glasses on, I look like Ali G. Um <laughs> what's up, Marty? Barry's Dodger Barry. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a Dodgers hat, you guys. It's look, no one says shit about me wearing a, 
a Brigham Young sweatshirt. No one gives a shit about that, but a, but you put a Dodgers hat on to match. By the way, you didn't ask for it, and I don't give a shit. Shoe check, everything matches. I might as well be a Crip at this point. I don't. Everything's everything matches, like everything, except my socks. They're like dark navy. Yeah, no, kiss my ass, Tracy. It just, I'm, I'm more matchy than team specific, okay? There's nothing wrong with matching, even if it's a Dodgers hat. But I turned it around. It's not a Yahoo shirt. <laughs> this, is, this is not a Yahoo shirt, Mikey. This is a Brigham Young University. I don't know why I grabbed my titty like that. That was weird. Can we just do this shot and everyone quit critiquing my fashion? Raggedy bitches. I didn't, this isn't Barry on fashion. This is Barry on deck. You guys couldn't hang with me in fashion anyways. I'm too good for y'all. My fashion sense is well above anything anybody in this chat would wear. Okay, maybe that's not true. Ah, I mean, I missed you guys so much. Cheers to every single one of you that showed back up. There's probably a few that are gone for good. Rest in peace to all the deckheads that never come back. But I love you all that did, and I appreciate you coming back. I I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I missed you. Welcome back. Cheers. Mm. Mm. Oh, man. We have so much. Ugh. Tony said I was 50-50 on coming back. I was 50-50 on you coming back, if I'm being honest. If if we're just all being above board here. I was like, should I just ban him? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what Marty keeps posting. There's It's just like a, it's just a picture. Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, all right, let's get to the show. Let's start. Let's start the way we always start. We have so much to get to. Literally, today's rundown will probably carry us the rest of the week. You want to know what we're going to talk about today, tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday? Uh, I've got stories from the road. I've got, we got to discuss my first therapy session, which happened today. Um, we got uh, obviously sports headlines every day, the coaching jobs in the NFL, specifically t- discussing the Texas double Dutch. Thank you for the follow. That's badass. Much appreciated. Um, we've got to talk. There's basketball trades going on. The trade deadline is this week. In fact, it's in two days on February 10th, the Olympics, Joe Rogan, all that happened this weekend. We got, we have so much to talk about. We're definitely not going to get it all in today. I want to give you my opinions on everything that's going on, but as we always do, I want your opinions. Most of them. Some of them are stupid. Some of them are pretty bad. Some of them are awful. Some of them are like, I wish your keyboard broke. Some of them are like, I wish, no, it's not a five hour show, asshole. You trying to kill me first day back? Come on, fam. You know, in therapy, she said, I'm just kidding. We'll get to that. Um, All right, but we always start with the greatest dickhead in the history of the world. Yeah, buddy. You know who it is. All the way from high Texas, the wine country of the Lone Star State. He's not your Cisco. He's not my Cisco. He's our Cisco. It's Francisco Abarco. Greatest deck in the history of the world. I mean, for like the next hour and 18 minutes. And then it's just back to Earth. 48 minutes. And then it's back to old regular ass Francisco. Just, just like whatever. Francisco with the weird hair. 
appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for being the first like, first super chat, first in the chat. I love you, buddy. Who the fuck is that guy? Exactly. Who the fuck is Francisco Abarca? I love you, buddy. Thank you for being in, man. Thank you for getting in early. Rest of the chat shapes up like this. Let's do it. Let's get to all the chat. I'm here for all the chat. Uh, Eric Resendez was second. I think we need to know that. Uh, Eric was second. Steven, the weather guy, was third. Heartthrob was fourth. And John Dory was the top five in the chat uh, early in. Thank you guys for getting here early. Uh, Alan Denson, Flip, Richard Vales, Terrence J. KB Holmes. Thank you for the follow, my friend. Much appreciated. Donna, my sweet Donna. She said the band is back together. Oh. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it, sweetie? I'm so glad to be back. Terrence is here. Heartthrob, I got uh, TDP, Fidel, Tony Garza. He said, I lost the bet. Thought for sure Barry was kidnapped by a showgirl in Juarez. I mean, that wouldn't have been awful, but no. Uh, House, what's up, man? Good to see you, homie. Justin Swinford is in the building, and Josh Fernandez, and Mimi, and Cece. Mimi and Cece sounds like a Mimi and Cece Winans. Okay. Uh, Lisa, what's up, Lisa? Andrew Clay, what's up, famo? From all the way across the pond, can I? Can we or I get an AMAAA, Barry? Yeah, you know what? I mean, you want to do a, yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me get this on back up there. Bam, you want to ask me shit? Go on, fam. Ask away, my friend. We have much to discuss. Um, Who else is here? Let's see. Let's get to the ch- Whoa, what's up, playboy? Hope you're good, homie. G-Man, the original Super Chatter. What's up, dude? Shelby, my sweet, sweet Shelby. I know your GTSS, boo-boo. I hope you're okay. I really do. Potch, what's up, famo? First mod on Twitch. And Charles Garza and Flip. What's up, dude? Steven, the weather guy I got. P. Jones, what's up, Perry? What's up, homie? Uh, who else is here? Uh, KB Holmes with the new follow on uh, 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 the uh, Twitches. Marty, what's up, dude? Good to see you, buddy. Who else? Who else? Who else? Mark G, what's up? Mikey C, what's up? Hey, Seuss, what's up? Okay. I think we're going slow. This always goes, this always feels slow. What's up, Alex Villanueva? Ben, Tracy, uh, Todd. I'm glad you're alive, buddy. Just randomly glad you're alive. Robert Likes Beer, what's up, King? Rob from So Smoking Gooder Show. Good to see you, buddy. Joel, what's up, famo? Thank you for being here, buddy. Uh, Jen, my sweet Jen, how are you? Jen and I have already talked 15 times over text this morning. Uh, original Luda, Stephen, Stephen Luther. What's up, dude? Demata, what's up, fam? Devil Dutch with the follow today. Thank you, buddy, for being here. Uh, all right, I think that's about it. Let me see. Who'd I miss? Who'd I miss? Uh, uh, Rudolph, what's up, man? There it is. Sanitize, wash hands, social distance, back up, get off me. All right, here's the AMAAA. We'll kick off the show with that. What do you make of the comedians backing Joe Rogan in the name of comedy? My friend, we are going to get to that. So we're just going to put a pin in that. Let's put a push pin in China. One of my favorite FedEx commercials of all time. You don't know where China is, do you, Barry? Uh, But we're going to get to that. I have a plethora. What's up, C-Tan? I have a plethora of thoughts on this whole Joe Rogan thing from the, the montage of him saying the N word to his planet of the apes comment to the people that are supporting him to the people that are not supporting him. Uh, we're going to talk about it all. Okay. We're going to get to all of it. I promise. But we always start the show with sports headlines and today's show shall be no different. So let's get to your sports headlines. There they are. Kyler Murray. 
The the article said he broke up with the Cardinals. He's on his last year of his deal. He wants a new deal. He wants to be paid like a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And okay, rightfully so. But he basically went to his IG and deleted every reference to the Cardinals. And you know what? I'll be honest, chat. I didn't even look it up yet. Let's 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 go together, shall we? Let's uh let's see Kyler Murray. Uh, K1 is his IG. Let's get it over there. Let's get this resized. Let's go to the scenes. Let's get this. <sighs> Boy, I should have ate before I did shots. It's already it's already bad. Uh, here we go. Right there. So this is his IG. He's got two posts. Like, really? That's it? He's got a post of him at Oklahoma. And he's got a post of him in the Pro Bowl. Oh, somebody's in their feels, you guys. Somebody's in their feels pretty bad. 1.3 million followers. Two posts. Somebody's in there. (laughs) Somebody pay attention to me. I need a contract that makes me feel good about me. That's what he's doing. He's just jockeying. It's fine. Arizona fam, calm down. Now, I will tell you. Texans fans. Watson for Kyler Murray. Straight up. You do it now. No draft picks. No, no future considerations. Deshaun for Kyler Murray straight up. You doing it, Texans fans? You, you, you doing this? I mean, it wouldn't happen because of the, but he'd have to sign the deal first and then you doing this. Yeah, I, I, me too. Me too. Cause you don't know about these draft picks coming down the pipe and, but let's be real now before you just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I'll take it. Let's all consider for a second that every time he's gotten to the to the playoffs, he well, in big moments, we'll say, not playoffs, but in big moments, he hasn't really fared that well. The big moments seem to get to him a little bit. I mean, they did have the uh what was it? Hale Murray, whatever shit, but I think I would do it. Here's why. Bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, right? And a quarterback on the roster is worth two in the draft. If you've got a quarterback that you know is NFL caliber, above average, good to great, which I think that's what Kyler is right now. He's good, not great, has the potential to be great. I I think I would do it. I don't know that you're going to get what you want for Deshaun. And it may take years to get it. And how far back are you going to set this franchise? That's just me. I would do it. I would take Deshaun Watson trading for Kyler Murray. Straight up no picks right now. Right now. Right now, I would say yes. Because you're going to have good draft picks this year. And it's not a good quarterback draft. You expecting to shit the bed? Are you going to go out and draft a bunch of defensive players for your new head coach, Levy Smith, and try to right this shit? We'll get into the details of of their their head coaching hire soon. Uh, But I thought that was an interesting uh, discussion. So you guys are saying, let's see. He has four A's. I don't don't understand. Uh, Kyler point on this doll where Arizona touched you. Okay. All right. Fidel has no sympathy for him. Done and done. So Double Dutch Elvin says, yeah, I'm I'm 100% in on trading if that were the case. And I'm with you. I think I would do it. 
Uh, Steven, the weather guy said, sure, why not? Justin Swimford said, hell no. I'd throw them draft picks too. God, good Lord, Ben. Is this a Bill O'Brien burner account or is that you, Ben? You're not throwing them draft picks too. You're just straight up in it. No. What are you doing? Marty said no. Donna said no thanks. Fidel said no. Perry said yup. Uh, nah, talent will be wasted on the lovey regime. Ah, Mikey, we'll talk about it. He's really not that good, Donna says. I mean, he's better than Davis Mills. He's better than any of the retreads they would want to bring in. Um, Alex said, to be honest, DW4 hasn't done much either. Uh, I mean, you can't deny the talent, the results. I mean, yeah, four and 12 doesn't look great, but he was hamstrung with a bad coach and a bad GM and a hemorrhaging team. Uh, who would he be throwing to? That doesn't matter. You can go out and get... Don't, don't complicate the damn trade. Uh, hell no, Deshaun is worth at least two first-round picks. Okay. Fair enough, D-Mata. Um, KB said, threaten Texans on him. That Cardinal stuff going to go back right up real quick. <laughs> hey, we're thinking about trading you to the Texans. I love the Cardinals. Flock, flock, fly, flock. Whatever their slogan is, That he's definitely doing that 100%. Uh, Walt said, I'd roll with Mills until you build a team. All right. Bro, come on. Why would Arizona do that straight up? Why wouldn't they? What are you talking about? You don't think that they would take Deshaun Watson straight up and not have to give up draft picks? Are you shitting me? Ben, they 100% do that. Do you understand the upgrade that Deshaun Watson is over Kyler Murray? At the same time, Texas fans will be like, yeah, so why would you do that? Do you understand the upgrade that Kyler Murray is over Davis Mills? To me, it's a no-brainer for both squads. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Totes would do that, though. Uh, they're both top 12 type QBs. I say roll the dice. Yeah, why not, Sean? Right? Why not? Sherry! Cardinal noises. Yeah, what do Cardinals sound like? I don't know. I want to I wonder if I YouTube cardinal noises. What that would what do they sound like? Let's see. youtube.com. YouTube has everything. I bet if you just YouTubed fart noises, let's see cardinal noises. Red cardinal sound. Here we go. 1.3 million views. No, it's not caca. We've established on a previous show that that's the that's the Seattle Seahawks. Flock, flock. Whatever. It's not that. Uh, let's see. You guys. Not very threatening. You guys hear that? Is that coming through? Can you guys hear that? Is that is that is that happening? If you can't hear that, I'll just tell you that a cardinal sounds like a bitch. Just really. It's not very I don't know why you would pick a cardinal to be your mascot. It's not very tough sounding. I was just like <laughs> this, this 
Ah, soothing bird noises. <laughs> yeah, not very tough sounding. I'm going to go ahead and I wonder if a Seahawk sounds tougher. Sounds just like Murray. Ah, oh, you raggedy bitch. Damn you, Marty. Mark said those in mockingbirds are the assholes waking me up outside my window. Dude, mockingbirds are mean. Bro, mockingbird will f- mess you up, fam. You don't want that. It's not majestic. It's not. It's not majestic. Not majestic at all. All right, back to the headlines. Uh, I'm gonna get way over here to the. I'm way off. Here we go. Um, back to the sports headlines. And the, the Brooklyn Nets. James Harden is gonna miss his third straight game with a hamstring injury. And obviously, there's a ton of trade speculation going on. He mentioned that he's not really fond of playing in Brooklyn. He doesn't like the state of New York. Doesn't like playing in the city of New York and the the taxes. I guess the the strip clubs aren't up to par. I mean, once you leave Houston, strip clubs kind of go downhill unless you go to Atlanta. Unless he was going to be a hawk, I don't know that he was really going to like where he went. I've been to strip clubs all. I'm not bragging. I've been to strip clubs all over this country, New York to L.A. Houston to Minnesota. There's not many that compare. So if you're not in Houston, it's going to be a rough go. If we're being honest. Um, Andrew said, if we're going to be, uh, if we're going by least intimidating mascot, Syracuse wins in a landslide. Yeah. Orangeman, the Syracuse trumps. What is that? No one's. No one's care. Uh, Harden is getting fitted for his fat suit again. You think so? <laughs> He's like, I better go eat a bunch of cheeseburgers if I want out of here. I'm going to eat a lot of Brooklyn pizza. I would go to ATL. I mean, that's where that's where it's at. Valley says, I speak the truth. What? Harden never going to Utah. Oh, God, no. No. They'd be like, hey, you want to read the Bible? Be like, What? Are you sh- no? Uh, there was talks, and, and 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 the Rockets even came out and said, the Rockets even came out and said, if he wanted to come back, we would take him back. They're like, I hate to say this, but it's like a, it's like a battered woman. Sometimes you just you, you gotta move on. Stop getting stop getting taken advantage of. Have enough self awareness to say this is not okay. We're done. Like you're in the middle of a rebuild. Don't don't take another step back, Houston. Don't do it. CC, thank you for the $2 super chat, sweetie. She said, well, "We got 5 good days. Thanks." CC's employer. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh I hope you guys were productive while I was gone. Lord knows I was not. I sat in a hotel room and just did absolutely nothing. We're going to get to road stories, I promise. Let's get through these God-blessed headlines, and then we'll uh, we'll shoot the shit a little bit. Because I got, I got things to discuss. We got sports to talk about. We got non-sports to talk about. I'll tell you some road stories. I almost had to fight a lady at a gas station, and she worked there. Yeah, that's a, that's a story that's going to happen. Me almost fighting a fat Mexican woman at a gas station between here and El Paso. 
almost happened. Actually, it was in El Paso. It was at the speed track in El Paso off of I-10. That fat woman can go have sex with herself. Um, Tom Brady said he's happy with his choice about retiring, but he, but he says also you never say never. So he's leaving the door cracked to come back. Okay, Tom. Do you not get enough attention? By the way, I just want to point out, um, I watched on my way out to my show Sunday night or Saturday night. I don't remember which night it was. Um, but there was a, the, the tuck rule, uh, show on NFL films where Tom Brady talks about his career. He does all these different shows. And, uh, this was with, uh, him and I forget who the defender that almost sacked him. Um, was it Charles Woodson? Oh, it was so good. I, uh, so good. I really wanted to watch it again, but, uh, but yeah, he says never say never, but he's happy with his retirement. Also the Saints, Alvin Kamara was freed from jail on $5,000 bond. That seems a little light, but I feel like if you or me would have beat somebody's ass in a casino, we're probably not getting a $5,000 bond. It's probably a lot more. Uh, but the Saints Alvin Kamara freed from jail after battery or arrest in Vegas. Uh, apparently, he got into it. Him and his homies and 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 with a dude who was talking shit or whatever, and they whooped his ass. And that's not good. And he he said that it wasn't his fault and that he didn't, you know, that he was defending himself and that he may have fought the guy. And they're like, bro, we have video. So he was released on bail. Well, obviously, this is going to run its course. Don't expect for anything bad to happen out of this. This will all be settled and charges will be dropped and community service and probation and all those things will probably happen. I don't think Alvin Kamara is going to jail for beating up a dude in a casino. That's just not how the world operates these days, folks. When athletes beat up people in a casino, they usually get off scot-free for the most part. They've got money. You and me do that. We're going to jail. Not guys like Alvin Kamara. So get ready. Got to reset my Twitch. It's glitchy as hell. I'm sorry, Mark. Uh, I don't know why that's happening. I don't. I, I even updated the settings on the show so that it didn't stream it at high of a resolution. So you guys, it would make it easier for you. So I don't know why that's happening. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, please make sure you hit subscribe. All 23 of, all 39 of you. Shit, I was like, what the hell? All 39 of you watching on YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe. Also, don't forget, we are eventually moving to Twitch. March 1st, I will no longer be broadcasting live on YouTube. You heard that right. You heard that right. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. We're moving to Twitch full-time as of March 1. The sooner you get over there and get your account created and follow this show so you can watch every day and hang out with us, the better. If you're on YouTube, I want to see those numbers going down simultaneously while the Twitch numbers go up. I want you guys to eventually move over there because we're just going to move over there full time. It's just got to happen. It just makes the most sense. So if you're there, I love you on the YouTubes. Please follow. I'll still be uploading videos and stuff, but we are not going to be live on YouTube as of March 1. So you have 20 days left, apparently, somewhere in that neighborhood. I'm with you on this, KB Holmes. Um, Double Dutch Dale, we all got those these Amazon Prime Twitch subscriptions to use. Let's go. <laughs> Hell yes. Let's go March 1. And I'm glad you guys are excited about this. I was very nervous about the move to Twitch. So I'm I'm pumped you guys are excited about it. 
Um, Chase said I had to change my video settings from auto to 720. Okay. Yeah, that'll happen. So Smoking Gooder said I refuse to set up a Twitch account. Oh, bitch, you're on Twitch. Look, if I do this, you see this little, you see this little thing right here, just down in this corner, down there, down there. It shows you're on Twitch, you idiot. Look, immediately I've lost five people on YouTube. I didn't say I was switching now, idiots. All right. Uh, Potch said, you refuse, but. Hey, what's up to everybody listening on Podbean, KD and Titan Hugo, Jared Taylor, Eric Resendez. We've got seven people over there listening. Uh, Truck Driver Pookie, Chris Reyes, Mr. 1%. So we've got quite quite the squad over on Podbean listening live, not watching but listening live and we got 23 folks watching on the twitches. So thank you guys for being over there as well. Okay. Um, all Barry on deck, upcoming related news coming February 25th on the monthly newsletter. Oh wait. Hey, kiss my ass flip. Okay. I sent out the Barry is funny newsletter. Jan 31. Like I said, I would, I don't even have an email list yet for Barry on deck. So how in the hell can I send out a newsletter? To an email list that doesn't exist. I mean, I have all your emails on Twitch, I think, and the Patreon and stuff, but that's still, you know, I should probably do that. Mark said he changed the 720. That should work. Okay, good. Uh, all right. So what do we want to do? Do we want to get into the NFL coaching jobs or you guys want to hear the stories from the road? I'm going to let you vote, chat. One, if you want to talk NFL coaching jobs, which would include the Texans. Five, if you want to talk stories from the road. Specifically me threatening a large Mexican woman at the gas station. And I have a good reason why. I don't go around beating up women. I don't condone that. You guys know if you listen to this show, I don't condone that. One for NFL talk. Five for stories from the road. All right, we got... Five, 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 stories, five, 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 two, fucking two, idiot, five, stories, stories, five, 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 Jesus, okay, <laughs> here I was thinking you guys tuned in for my amazing sports takes, I feel like I'm, okay, okay, fives win, all right? The fives win. Stop posting the fives. I feel like if this show was just like, ah, you know what, we're not talking sports anymore, you guys wouldn't give a shit. And that, that crushes my soul. I mean, I, I need you to respect my sports takes. I mean, it's, you know. As long as you're here. I really don't give a shit if you do. Heartthrob said 69. That's not a thing. Uh, Donna said, I think I'm burnt out on NFL coaching talk. But I hadn't been around to talk about it. You didn't get my opinion on it yet. You don't know what I think about Lovey Smith. Maybe I love the move. Maybe I saw it coming the whole time. Maybe I think it's stupid. Maybe it came out of left field. You don't know. Maybe I don't understand why they're saying Mike McDaniels is a, is a minority hire because he looks super white to me, even though he's not. I understand how biology works, but it's still. Uh, oh, excuse me. Okay, okay, okay. After road stories. No, no, don't, don't, don't placate me, CC. Don't just okay, okay. We'll just make you feel better, like we like your sports talk. 
All right, so let's talk about the road. Let's talk about, first of all, the trip out there was horrendous. I posted some of the, the pictures on um, my, my Twitter. So I knew it was going to be a little hairy once I got past San Antonio. If you don't know, I drove out to El Paso if you're just tuning in. I had a gig in El Paso at the El Paso comic strip from Thursday night through Sunday night. Drove back Monday, but I drove up Thursday morning uh, trying to get there by 730. My show on Thursday started at 730. So my brilliant idea was I'll take Wednesday off and prepare for my road trip. And then Thursday I'll drive up. And then the weather was like, (laughs) okay, challenge accepted. Um. Because that was when the freeze moved into Texas, basically along the I-10 corridor, a little bit south and and west, and then into Houston and so on. And so I knew getting up at um, being on the road by seven o'clock was going to be interesting. What is this? Uh, you can listen to first hour of 97.5 on Monday and then change the station because they just regurgitate the same old shit. Yeah, I haven't listened to 97.5 in almost two years, to be honest with you. Even when I do the Sunday show with Jerome, I don't listen. So I appreciate that, G-Man, but I'm good. No thanks. Uh, thanks, Will. Glad to be back, buddy. So the weather was pretty bad, but... When I left at 7 in the morning, actually, I left at 7.30, it was just raining here. And I knew there was going to be some sleet. I showed y'all that app on Tuesday of last week where it says it gives you the weather. I was like, okay, there's going to be a little bit of sleet um, after San Antonio. Between San Antonio and Kerrville, there'll be some, holy shit! Once I got past San Antonio, it was ice all the way to El Paso. I'm not just talking about, oh, look, someone spilled their big gulp cup full of ice on the, no, holy shit balls. The ice was like, I mean, it was somewhere between that and that, or it was thick, two C's. I like my ice like I like my women melted and not on the road. Or thick, either one. Um, so, and the reason I know that the ice was thick on the road is is about about a I don't know maybe 20, 30 minutes outside of Kerrville, east of Kerrville. As we're as I'm driving, the ice starts to accumulate on the road as the rain starts to turn into freezing precipitation. The, the road starts to ice a little bit and you can clearly see it. It's, it's obvious. And then there starts to turn into snow. At one point I was going seven miles an hour. No lie. Literally doing seven miles an hour on I-10 because it's so slick and it's nothing but ice. So I knew it was bad. You know, you know, you're in a bad situation. First of all, both lanes frozen. No grooves in the road, no nothing. Both lanes frozen. And I was like, you know, it's bad when your car starts turning at like 11 o'clock and then one o'clock and then you steer back into the skid. You're back at 11 o'clock. You're trying to straighten it up. There were several times along the way where I would have to just stop 
because I couldn't control the car. So I would just ease up off the gas, let it slide and do its thing and then come to a stop and then start back again. What amazed me is how many people would ride my ass in a freeze. Why, why are you so close to me? None of us can control our car. Get off my ass in a freeze. Okay. First of all, get off my ass, period. But definitely don't tailgate me in a freeze. And there's these morons driving in a freeze tailgating people. And I'm not one guy that wishes you, you know, wreck. But I was like, you know, if he just kind of slid off into the to the side of the road for a second and just gave me some space, it wouldn't hurt my feelings. Uh, so we come to a stop on I-10. I'm at a stop for an hour. I'm sitting in traffic. I'm just, we come over this hill and it just comes to a complete dead ass stop. And I don't know why. It could be that the road is closed. There could be a wreck. I have no idea. But I've sat there for 45 minutes and I was like, I'm never going to make my show. I get out of the car at one point just to stretch my legs and literally almost bust my ass because the road is frozen. And I'm like looking at it and it is literally at least a half inch thick of ice on the freeway. Both sides, shoulder to shoulder, nothing but ice. So then I'm like, well, I'm definitely not going to make it. So I text the club owner. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm probably going to miss the show. Cause I'm just, I don't know what's going on. I'm stopped. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I could be here all night. I have no idea. No emergency vehicles are going to get here. I have no idea. Well, then I start to see an hour into this. There's like cars leaving in the grass on the side of the road. They just, they would drive by It's mostly trucks. But there's not like there would be like, there would go a truck. And then another truck, you know, just a Chevy Silverado or whatever. But then it never backed up like, okay, there was too many and they couldn't pass. So they just got, so I was like, maybe that's the way out of this. So the car next to me decides it's going to take that path. And that's when I was like, no risk, no reward. So I, I take my car off onto the shoulder, onto the grass on I-10. And I'm like, God, I hope I don't get stuck. And we're driving and there's, it's a, I mean, there's just, as far as you can see, there's just cars and there's a curve there too. And there's like a big rock shit on the sides. You know, this is where you start getting into the hill country where there's big rock formations on the sides of the road. And I'm like, I don't know what's around this corner. So there was an opening between two 18 wheelers that were stopped. And this is all 18 wheelers that were passing. Nothing but 18 wheelers. They're all stalled out, skidding everywhere. And I go to get back on the road and I can't. As I try to turn on the road, my car just spins. I was like, oh shit, I'm never going to get back on I-10 now because of this stupid ass ice. I would try to get back on and it would just slide. I was like, oh, I'm so fucked. So I just, I'm like, I'm just going to go forward. I drive forward a little bit further and there's a cop that had passed us all. And he's just like waving people. He's like, come on, come on, come on. And we get up there. And there was about 20 jackknifed 18-wheelers. Now, some of them weren't jackknifed. They were just stalled out. But there was like 7 to 10 18-wheelers that had all jackknifed. And there was some behind them. And there were some that were slanted on the road. And, oh, it was a goddamn mess. No one was going anywhere for a really long time. But all of us that were in the grass slowly got around. And then the car that was behind me had stopped because he saw the cop and the cop was mad at him. He's like, get up here. 
Come on, fam. Like, you just let everybody. This is the only way out. So I drove a little further, got on the freeway, and off I go. And I probably, from Kerrville to Fort Stockton, I probably averaged about 17 miles an hour on I-10. It was one of the scariest things I've ever done is driving on that ice. Like, literally nothing but ice and snow. What I learned was the left lane, nobody was driving in for some reason because I guess all the tracks and everything were on the right. But if you got up on the snow side of the freeway, it actually drove better than driving on the ice in the right-hand lane. So I couldn't understand why people were driving on the ice side and on the snow side. I wasn't sliding at all. Pretty crazy. It was the worst. It took me almost 14 hours to get to El Paso. That's like a 10, 11-hour drive. It was awful. Get there, do the shows. Everything's fine. Getting ready to leave. And I'm like, I got to get gas before I get back on the road. No, no, no weather issues. So I pull up to the Speedy Mart. The, I don't know what the fuck it is. And I, I, I'm almost empty. So I have to fill up the tank. So I, I start pumping gas. And I sit there for no lie, 15 minutes where there's about $10 worth of gas pumped into my car in 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh my God, why is this taking so goddamn long? So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go inside. I'll get a coffee. It's like, you know, 8.30 in the morning. I'm getting ready to head back to Houston. I go inside because I'm like, I don't even think my tank is half full yet. I go inside and I make me a coffee and I sit in line waiting for the trucker in front of me to pay for his gas. And then I get up to the register and there's this portly Hispanic woman working the register. And I said, uh, Hey, just FYI, it did look like Yolanda Saldivar. That is correct. Fidel. It looked a lot like Yolanda Saldivar. So I, but I said, uh, excuse me, ma'am, your gas pump is really slow. Like, really, really slow. Like, I've been out there for 15 minutes and I only barely have $10 worth of gas in. What's up, Terrence? And she was like, what? And I was like, your gas pump is like super slow, ma'am. I don't know if you're out of gas. And this is what the woman tells me. Oh, it's probably from the freeze. The ground is frozen, so the gas takes longer to come up through the ice. What? Yeah, it's it's got it comes up through the ice, and I'm like, oh, okay, uh, whatever. Just ring me up for this coffee. So I get my coffee and. You know, like I said, I had already come in. I made coffee. No rush. I sit behind a trucker. He's like, let me get a receipt. Can I get two receipts? I got to pay for. Okay. No problem. I got plenty of time. This is, this is the slowest gas pump in Texas. And I happen to use it. I go outside with my coffee. 
I'm walking in the car and I'm like, oh, I don't remember those puddles being there. And I walk up to my car and gas is pouring out of the pumps, just gushing out of my car, out of my gas tank, out of the pump, nonstop. The entire, my, my car is sitting in a puddle of gas, gasoline. It is pouring into the goddamn parking lot. It is everywhere. And I'm like, what the, and I look at the gas pump and it says $47. It costs me about 25 to fill up. I have now dumped an entire goddamn tank of gas on the ground. And I'm like, what the, so I, the, the auto shutoff pump obviously isn't working. How it went from $10 worth of gas by the time I get coffee and talk to Einstein and wait on trucker Jim to get his receipt. How did I go from what, what the, what is happening? So I go over and I shut the, I shut it off. I, I undo it. And now I'm like, I, can I, what the hell happened? Steven said the ice melted. I'm like, oh my God, I just paid double. This should have been $25. It's a Honda Accord. So I'm pissed. I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. Their auto shutoff pump didn't work. I want, I want a refund. So I go back inside. And I say, excuse me, ma'am. And I'm standing kind of behind the counter. I'm not behind the counter, but I'm even with behind the counter. I said, excuse me, ma'am, but y'all's auto shutoff didn't work. And now there is gas all over the concrete out there. I just paid $50 and it cost me 25 to fill up. There's gas everywhere. And she looks at me and goes, I guess it's working now, huh? The fuck? What? I said, ma'am, your auto shutoff didn't work. I just paid $50 for a $25 tank of gas. And she goes, I guess you shouldn't have left it unattended, huh? Bitch, what? What? Okay. I now look. I swear to God, you're lucky my wife isn't with me. I would let her come in and just cut you. You raggedy bitch. What? I said, ma'am, you're not going to do nothing about the fact that your auto shutoff pump just, just spewed $25 worth of gas in the ground. And she literally says, you shouldn't have left it on. And I was like, wow. You're a, and I called her the C word. And I was, I was, I was so angry. And I, I may have used some F words to her and called her fat and the C word. I may have said, you're a fat f- flipping bunt cake. That may have been the exact words I used. And everybody in the store was like, oh my God, I may have called her a bitch several times. I'm, this was not appropriate. This was not appropriate behavior. You can't berate a woman like that. 
Also, she didn't have to act like a bitch. No, I didn't call her chunky. I, I straight up called her fat. I lashed out a little bit. I, I lost it. The guy that was working with her, I really thought I was like, oh, I'm about to get my ass whooped. He's going to turn around and be like, hey, don't, don't you call her fat or don't you call her the C word? Not both, because obviously she's one of them. He didn't do nothing. He just walks past me while I'm screaming at this lady while she's mocking me, screaming at me. And I'm literally like, I can't do a thing about this. Like, I literally can't do nothing. Like, I'm just, I'm just going to go back to my car. She wins. Like, she won. I mean, sure, I called her fat. I got off a C word. At the end of the day, those are just words. Who gives a shit? She won. She mocked me in front of the store. She didn't give me my money back. She made, she, she won. I hate losing. Oh, I was so angry. So I just tail tucked between my legs. I just, as I walk out of the store, I just go, well, you're a fat bitch, aren't you? And I just, I just left. And as I'm walking out, she goes, yep. <laughs> I was like, ah, you fucking win again. I hate you. Oh my God. I hate you so much. You don't get to say yes when I'm cursing you out, trying to be mean. Oh God, I was so mad. She didn't care. She didn't give a shit about me, my feelings, or the gas. She was like, you shouldn't have left it unattended. So I go back out there and I stand in my puddle of gasoline and I get in the car. And now I'm like, man, if I start this car up, it might blow up. It, it, this might actually blow up. I've seen videos on YouTube. Google gas pump ignited. Like people that are like pump gas with their car running. It just catches on fire. I was like, if I hit start on this car, am I going to just catch on fire and blow up? I don't know what to do now. I can't go back inside for help. I've already called her a fat bitch and she's agreed with me. So I just, I hit the start button and it started up and I spun out. Arr! And then I had to smell gas for like 30 miles on the road. Oh, I was so goddamn mad. I literally, no matter as mean as I tried to be with my words, and I never call people the C word ever, ever, ever. I just don't use that word. My mama, that was not a word we used growing up. I got so angry though. How matter of fact and nonchalant and how little she gave a shit about my plight. She won. At the end of the day. She won. So I... I tip my hat to you, fat lady at the gas pump in El Paso. You win. $20 equals C word. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means at all. Uh, Andrew said, I hope you kept that gasoline off your clothes because that smell is not coming out. Oh, yeah, I didn't. It got on the soles of my shoes and that was it. It wasn't, wasn't, too, it wasn't too bad. Uh, 
Yeah, Marty. That was the Sonic Girl's auntie. Uh, I don't know what that is. The Sonic Girl. Oh, yeah. I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? There was another story I had. My drive out to El Paso, gas pump. Okay, I think that was it. Oh, and then I just sat in the Sonic for about 40 minutes waiting on them to answer my red button. You know you got a problem with food. I mean, obviously, look at me. Uh, but I was like, after one of my shows, I was like, I'm going to go get a blast. I want a cookie dough blast. And I literally sat at the Sonic on my phone for 40 minutes after hitting the red button, waiting for them to bring me to answer. But like, welcome to Sonic. May I take your order? And they didn't. And I still sat there because I love ice cream so much. that <laughs> I would sit for 40 minutes in a parking lot and wait on a cookie dough blast. And I eventually got my blast, but it was good Lord. It took forever. <laughs> Steven said, did you tip this time? N- no. I, I'm not tipping. If I have to wait 40 minutes to get one Sonic cookie dough blast, a small cookie. No, I'm not tipping. No. No. I'm not doing that. All right. So there's my road stories. I was trying to think if anything else happened. Nobody tried to kidnap me and take me across to Juarez and make me a sex slave. Uh, nobody tried to fight me. Uh, I just got bested by a by a fat woman at a gas station. That was that's pretty much it. All right, let's take a break. I got to pee. I'm gonna go get a. Well, I should be good on the diet coke. <laughs> Can't be homesick. This is awesome. Can we send Barry to Backwoods East Texas to see what happens? Oh, April first, I'm headed to Beaumont. That show that I was supposed to do at the end of the month got canceled and moved to April one. So April one, I'll be in Beaumont. Uh and then I'm also scheduled to work Viter at some point. So say no more, fam. I got you. All right, let's take a quick break. I got to pee. You guys go pee or poop or whatever it is you do during the break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk some sports. We're going to talk NFL coaching changes, the Texans hiring Lovey Smith, and a whole lot more right after this break. Do not go anywhere. Do not go anywhere. This is Barry Deck. I'm your host, Barry Lavinex. Stick around. <laughs> Hey Deckhead, Steve Music here with your BiffNet forecast update. As you can see, we got a lot of sunshine coming up this week, and there's not a whole lot of in terms of rain. Um, we got a front coming through at the end of the week with maybe about a 20% chance of rain, but that's all we have. It's going to be much sunnier than last week, much warmer than last week. Um, you know, it's not a hard task when you had days that were in the 30s. Um, we're going to start off the week in the 50s. Um, the high 50s come up to the low 60s and work our way through the mid 60s all the way to about 70 degrees by Saturday and like I said Sunday in front comes through and drops us back down to the 60s nights stay cool um, but overall it's a perfect forecast for the week I wanted to share a little interesting tidbit I found this week with y'all though it was the world's longest lightning flash occurred in our own backyard um, occurred back in April of 2020 it was just released this week the, the news about it but it was measured by satellite it occurred all the way from the Central Texas coast all the way until Mississippi. Uh, so just a little interesting tidbit I wanted to share that, like I said, occurred in our own backyard. Um, but like I said, we got a perfect week coming up. Stick around after the break or go fuck yourself.
Hey, welcome back to hour number two of Barry on Deck. I'm your host, Barry Lamanek. Thank you guys for sticking around through the break. Those of you that did, those of you that didn't, can go have sex with yourself. I don't know why you'd leave. Makes no sense. Hey, if you're watching on the YouTubes right now, please make sure you hit subscribe. Subscribe to that channel. You'll notice the numbers are going backwards. It's because all those bots that followed me earlier in the year have now, or early, late last year, I should say, are now unfollowing me now. I guess they're being rooted out as bots, so not looking good welcome to everybody on the pod bean uh i don't know what i'm missing over there d mac uh what's up d mac i don't know who that is but welcome to the program d mac left already or did he did they i should say uh, this i don't like the way the pod bean does this what's up tay tay k81 good to see you over there uh yeah i don't the, the one thing is i don't pay attention to the chat over there it's just too overwhelming it's too as jim would say this too much so i don't do that uh sorry i would love to pay attention more but that's just for listening that's if you want to chat then get on twitch or youtube or as of march one get on the youtubes uh but let's see here hashtag amaa why isn't this working amaa search there we go. We got a lot of AMAAs that I haven't added yet. Let's get to the ask me anything about anything. And then we're going to get to the coaching jobs in the NFL. I have thoughts about the Texans and everything else. So um, AMAA, what were your road snacks? Oh, I did take road snacks with me. I did in case I was stranded on the side of the road for extended periods of time. So I took two packs of peanut butter crackers, three Slim Jims, a bowl of oatmeal, like a, the ones you pour water pour water in and microwave i don't know what i thought i would do with that it was just next to the slim gym so i grabbed it but i had yeah like three or four slim gyms um and a couple bottles of water so that was my road snacks and that's what i ate i didn't i mean i'd stop and get food once i could but i didn't really stop on the way out there other than to pee i couldn't have time uh, Andrew, we're going to get to yours. I promise yours is about Joe Rogan. We're going to talk about that before the show is over. I promise that. Um, Todd wanted to know what's the extra A's for. That's ask me anything about anything. That's what the last two A's are for, Todd. Ask me anything about anything. Because this is, you can ask me about science, about life, about, it doesn't just have to be about me. You want to know what, what string theory is? Ask me. I'll tell you all about it. Because I'm like the smartest person I know. Um... Fidel said, uh, what about the third hour, Barry? Where will that stream? Uh, that's a good question. That might be on Patreon. I might also just put it in uh, subscriber-only mode on Twitch. Or uh, we may just do that on YouTube still, unlisted. I don't know yet. We'll figure it out. And Truck Driver Pookie said, ask me anything about anything. Have You have a show on Valentine's Day I want to roast. No, I don't have a show on Valentine's Day. Weirdly enough, I don't think I've ever done a New Year's Eve show or a Valentine's show. I don't think I've ever done a New Year's Eve or a Valentine's comedy show. And I've been doing comedy almost nine years now. Jesus, that's a long time. Nine years. All right, last one. Flip, ask me anything about anything. What's the story behind that BYU hoodie? Uh, when I was in Utah uh, filming my dry bar special, it was at the campus in Provo, Utah, the campus of Brigham Young University. So I went to the campus just to check out the school store and bought a blue hoodie. I got my wife a navy one, and I bought this one. I, my favorite color is blue, so I just bought me a BYU hoodie. There you go. 
There's the story. All right, let's get to some coaching job information, and then we're going to talk about Joe Rogan. Those are the two things we're going to finish up with uh, before we get out of here today. Donna, I see yours, and I will have information for you tomorrow, I promise. Already, Jen and I are already talking about it, so don't worry about that. Donna wanted to know what about Super Bowl squares. We're going to get to that. We're going to address Super Bowl squares tomorrow, I promise. So save your money, kiddos. Don't start getting a whole bunch of squares that you don't want to get in. The Barry on Deck Super Bowl square is going to, we're going to have information for you tomorrow. Okay. So hang tight. All right. Uh, let's talk about these NFL coaching jobs. All of the jobs have been filled. So there's no more coaching vacancies. There's no more rumors to be had. If you believe the latest news from everybody, then all of the jobs have been filled. And those jobs, we'll just zoom out here. Zoom out! Here they go. This is what it looks like this offseason in the NFL. Now, what I've done is I've given you the name of the new head coach. I've given you the team that needed a head coach. The name of their new head coach, their winning percentage, and overall record in the NFL. Now, that overall record includes the playoffs. Okay? So, here we go. The Bears hired Matt Eberflus, who has never been a head coach in the NFL. The Giants hired Brian Dabble, who has also never been a coach in the NFL. The Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett, never been a head coach in the NFL. The Dolphins hired Mike McDaniel, who has never been a head coach in the NFL. The Jacksonville Jaguars hired Doug Peterson, who has been a head coach in the NFL, and of all the coaches that were hired, has the highest winning percentage of any coach that was given a new job this year. He won 54% of his games. He was 46, 39, and 1. And again, that includes the playoffs when he made. The Raiders hired Josh McDaniels, who was a head coach in the NFL in Denver, who won 39.3% of his games. He went 11 and 17 during his last stint as a head coach. The Saints hired Dennis Allen. They promoted, I should say. He was their defensive coordinator. He was a Raiders head coach. He won 22% of his games. He was 8-22 as a head coach for the Los Angeles or Oakland Raiders or whichever one they were before they moved to Vegas. The Texans have hired Lovey Smith, who has won 50.5% of his games as a head coach in the NFL. He's 92-90, and 90, and that includes the playoffs. And lastly, the Vikings hired Kevin O'Connell, who has never been a head coach in the NFL. So this was your head coaching hires. Now, obviously, oh, T. Sean Shannon calling me. Hmm. Obviously, we all know what happened last week with Brian Gaines suing the NFL. Claiming that he was discriminated against and that the Rooney rule was uh, only play that his interviews with the Giants was only done because of the to satisfy the Rooney rule that they had already hired Dabble and they had no intentions of hiring him to which the Giants refuted and said, ah, oh, we have we have clear evidence that proves that that's not the case. So that is both sides of the story. But I find it interesting that up until. Brian Flores brought his suit against the NFL. Not a single minority was hired for one of the open head coaching jobs. In fact, the last three hires were 
the Dolphins, the Texans, and the Saints. The first six hires were the Bears, the Giants, the Broncos, the Jags, the Raiders, and the Vikings. All white dudes. And then Brian Flores says, mm-mm. So we're at a 0% minority hire rate for the first six jobs. Then Brian Flores brings his suit against the NFL. And now two of the final three jobs go to uh, minorities. One being Lovey Smith. In case you didn't know, Mike McDaniel uh, apparently is mixed race. Uh, I, I guess he's, uh, he's part white, part African-American, if I'm not mistaken. To me, he looks white, but I don't know his background. But apparently that's what everybody is reporting is that Mike McDaniel is mixed. So he would count as a minority hire. So two of the last three jobs filled. Two of the last three jobs filled by non-white head coaches after Brian Flores brings his suit against the NFL. Now, we can talk all day and we could talk ad nauseum about qualifications. And I think if you look at this, uh, okay, so Terrence says, yeah, McDaniels, his father's African-American. Okay, boy, you know, usually, and this is just me talking with as many friends and biracial friends as I've had, usually it's a little more obvious if somebody is mixed. With him, I could have never told you. Yeah, Sean said, I'm biracial, and I'm kind of an expert on it. No way I would have pegged him as being mixed. Same. And I'm not saying that to be judgmental. I'm not saying that for any other reason than my observation was, what? I mean, he looked like a stereotypical white dude. So, um, Mark, we're not talking about the GMs. We're, we're, we're literally just talking about the head coaching jobs. And I, I think it's great that the, that, the, that the Bears hired a black GM. I really do. I really do. And, and unfortunately, this is what, and I'm not pegging you as this, Mark, but you got to be careful. This is a slippery slope because far too often we try to excuse away um, the lack of action by saying, well, you, we hired a black GM and he hired a white guy. So. I mean, I do want you to understand that the GMs do have some say in that, but eventually and ultimately the owners have the final say. So I, I want you to keep that in mind. And again, I applaud the Bears for um, thinking outside of the box, so to speak, in the terms of NFL hires in the front office and hiring a black GM. But I think it, it, it it's, it's perplexing to me that more than anything, The Texans specifically kind of show you, in a nutshell, what happens when things go unchecked and then get checked. I mean, if you look back, and I made the list here, the Texans announced their final three candidates for head coach of the team. Those final three head coaches were Jonathan Gannon, Brian Flores, and Josh McCown. 
one of those was not like the others. Josh McCown had no business being on that list. That was strictly Jack Easterby pushing his agenda, his faith-based agenda within the organization. What's up, hooligan? I need to move that up. I don't know why that's so low. What's up, Joshy Poo? Thank you for the super chat, my friend. Very much appreciated. He said, at first I was like, what the fuck? But then I realized Barry's just wearing his Los Astros hat. That's what it is. Yeah, this isn't an L.A. Dodgers hat. This is a Los Astros hat. By the way, did I miss a super chat? I think I did miss a super chat. Let me see. Uh, oh, damn, come in. How come I? Man, come on, fam. Oh, you. The Oh, yeah, I did from Fidel. He sent me $2 and said, this is for the waste of gas. Kiss my ass, Fidel. No, I appreciate you. Thank you for the, the now I'm only out $23 in wasted gas. Um, so here's the thing. I, I think that the Texans had Brian Flores on the list. They had Gannon on the list and they had Josh McCown who really had no business being on the list. That was strictly Jack Easterby pushing his agenda. And I think what once once Flores brought his suit against the NFL, I think one you knew that no team was going to hire him. So the Texans then had to mark the one minority candidate that they had on their list off. Which I don't know why you would if you felt like Brian Flores was the best man for the job. Regardless of what suits he brings and, and, and what case he had open, if you felt like he was the best available head coach to take over your franchise, why would you waver from that at that point? You're now more just proving his point. So they lose the they in their mind i guess or in general they they mark the one african american coach they have on their list off and now let's just be honest they're down to two white dudes and three teams are looking around going boy if we hire three more white guys and there are nine positions open one fourth of the nfl or more than that almost a third of NFL teams looking for a coach and not one person of color would be hired, this is going to be bad. So Mike McDaniel checks the box. It was a weird, obscure hire. I think he was on the radar for some people because of his quirkiness and some of the things that he did under Shanahan out in San Francisco, but I don't know that he was thought of to be a head coaching candidate in a lot of circles, just like Josh McCown. Nobody had him on their radar other than the Texans. They were literally the only ones that really considered hiring him as a head coach. Kind of like when they hired David Culley, kind of like hiring Lovey Smith. So what you saw after Brian Flores brought his suit against the NFL was acts of desperation across the board. I think the saints are the only ones that thought, you know what? The best person for the job. Our defense has been one of the best defenses in the NFL. The proof is in the pudding. The skins are on the wall. We'll just promote from within.
The most perplexing to me is what the Texans did of all of this. You hired a guy that wasn't even in your top three finalists. And you got to feel like if you're the Texans in a way, if somebody like me is going to go on the air and shit on you and say, it's pretty obvious what happened here. They're damned if they do and damned if they don't, right? Like if I come on this show and tell you that the, the only reason the Texans hired Levy Smith is because he's black. They're damned if they do. And if I come on and tell you that the only reason they hired Josh McCown is because he's white, they're damned if they don't. That the only they just wanted to save face by hiring Lovey Smith, and I think that that's one doing a disservice to Lovey Smith to say that because Lovey Smith had a winning record, barely ninety two and ninety. He did get a team to the Super Bowl, which I don't. The Bears fans in the chat, who was I know it wasn't a great quarterback. I don't remember who it was, but who was his quarterback when he took the Bears to the Super Bowl? I just, I know it was a very Trent Dilfer type situation. Flip said Lovey equals Kaepernick. I don't know about that. Mark G, who was, Sean, you're, aren't you a Bears fan? Sexy Rexy. It was Rex Road? No, not Rex Road. Uh, was it Rex Grossman? Sexy Rexy was a friend of mine, Jeff Rex Road. So it was Rex Grossman. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, so Amos says Rex Grossman. So Lovey Smith took a Rex Grossman led football team to the Super Bowl. So that, that I think to, to say that this was a hire only because Lovey Smith was black. Isn't fair to Lovey Smith's pedigree as a head coach. He's been to a Super Bowl with a terrible quarterback. He's a, He's a good coach. I don't know if he's a good head coach because he's barely above 500. So I'm not going to tell you that he was the most qualified guy on uh, available. I don't believe that. I mean, Brian Flores' record wasn't much better, but he was also on pretty bad football teams in Miami, making chicken salad out of chicken shit, basically. But I think what the Texans did is... They covered their ass. And that's that's what I I'm not I'm not suggesting you that Lovey Smith didn't deserve to be the head coach. I'm not suggesting to you that he's not qualified to be the head coach. But when you hire a guy to be your head coach that wasn't in your announced list of finalists, and further, let me read you a quote. Uh, it was basically, I don't have it, but basically when asked about Lovey Smith's job as a defensive coordinator at the end of the season, he did a good job and he was, he's a capable and fine defensive coordinator. Not yeah. Listen, we're thinking about this guy as our next head coach. None of that was never discussed ever. So when I tell you that this move comes out of left field, it really does come out of left field. Which is why it looks so obvious that this was a move of reputation building and circumstance. This was not a football move, folks. Lovey Smith's not a terrible coach, okay? He's not the way he's he, you improved your head coaching position immensely going from David Culley to Lovey Smith. Immensely. But that doesn't mean that he was the most qualified for this job or any other. 
if you look at their defense, a lot of people say, oh, you know, they're the, it's the only reason they were respectable. Let's be real. And let's be honest. The Texans were not respectable last year. And that defense ranked in the bottom five of just about every statistical category. And, and one of the articles said it great. If Ryan Tannehill doesn't shit the bed and have his worst game of the year, and Trevor Lawrence doesn't have an awful opening game as a rookie quarterback in the NFL, this defense might be dead-ass last statistically in the NFL. Now, I understand that he has no talent on that team, but they still don't have talent on this team, and now he's in charge of all of it. So to me, Lovey Smith, though not, unqualified though not the worst choice available it was an oddly non-football decision to make him the head coach now what we don't know and what i would love to know is how many years we know they go gave coley a four-year deal and they're now going to pay him 10 million over the next three years to not be a head coach for their organization could you imagine if they do this again and then decide to move on from Lovey Smith once all this dies down? And oh, I, I feel like, and this is probably not, I would probably take some heat for this. I might get Joe Rogan for saying this. So maybe an opposite way, maybe the QAnon people will come after me. But I get the feelings that the that the Texans were just like, let's just get everybody off our back. We know we wanted to go with Josh McWhite, McCown. Let's just let's just not look bad. We already are a PR nightmare every move we make. Let's hire a black guy. Let all this let all this crazy talk about equality blow over. And then we can go back and hire another white guy. It's just the feeling I get from this organization. I'm not saying that's fair. I'm not saying that's accurate. And I'm not saying that's what they did. I'm saying that that's the feeling I get. That that's what this move feels like is this was a PR move. This was not a football move. If this was a football move, as soon as you let David Culley go, you would have interviewed Lovey Smith and said, Lovey Smith is one of our final three candidates. But you didn't. You did not. Once you knew you weren't going to hire Brian Flores because of his suit against the NFL, you looked around and went, oh, shit. We need a black coach, guys. We're sitting on a landmine here. Where can we find a black coach? And Lovey Smith is sitting there in the office going, um, hello. I mean, I've only been to a Super Bowl and one of the most respected defensive minds in football, guys. And they're like, oh, perfect. Perfect. And if you come into this show and your name is Holocaust, nope. Can we get one of the mods to go ahead and just block that person right now? Thank you very much. Uh, who did that? Cece? Very much appreciate you. Yeah, I said Josh McWhite. It wasn't a slip of the tongue. It was a tongue-in-cheek joke. Um, so, yeah, and, and again, Fidel, that, Fidel said that's what it looks like from the outside looking at. I'm not, I'm not saying I know why they did what they did. I'm not suggesting that. What I'm saying is it look the optics on this don't look any better. Right? Because no one's going to take your coaching search serious anyways if Josh McCown is a finalist. It's obvious what your agenda was just by including him in the top 3. You chose to include Josh McCown in a top 3 over Lovey Smith, over Eric Bieniemy, over Brian Leftwich, over Mike McDaniel. 
over anybody else. It's obvious that Jack Easterby got a vote. They were probably like, all right, here's how the final three is going to come down to. Okay. Uh, uh, Nick, you get a vote. You get to throw one coach in the hat. He's like, Brian Flores, no doubt. A Patriots connection. I'm good. Uh, uh, Cal, you get one. Uh, let's go Gannon. I don't know. Cause I like Dan and yogurt. So maybe it rhymes. They're like, okay, Cal. And then they're like, Easter beat. You get one. He's like, Josh McCown. That's a good Christian man with a nice white Christian haircut. He loves the Lord. And yeah, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with uh, him. I mean, that's what it feels like. This is just, this is not a well-run organization. Every move they make looks awful. And this is no different. It's no different. So, Amos said, I don't think the Texans made this hire. I think the NFL league office did. No, I don't agree with that. I don't think that the NFL is going to go out and tell anyone who to hire to run their franchise. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they might send out a memo to owners and GMs and say, listen, if you don't have any black candidates on your top three, if you don't have any Hispanic, if you don't have any minority candidates in your top three coaching, for those of you that are left, we want to strongly encourage you to maybe rethink about your process and examine your list again. But I don't think that they're going to dictate what a team hires. I don't know. No team is going to let them do that. You're not going to send me off to, you know, no, you're not going to send me off to fight an NFL schedule with a coach that I don't think is qualified in any way, shape, or form. I mean, because let's be real, Lovey checked all the boxes, right? Likeable. Team guy. Experienced. Because you had David Coley who was likable and a team guy. He had no experience, so you got to fix that. Okay, Lovey checks experience. Right? Knows, knows the team already. He's been here. Okay, cool. Has had coaching experience. Done. Been to a Super Bowl. Done. Well-respected. Done. Players like to play for him. Done. Fan-friendly. Done. Extravagant, amazing, succulent, beautiful, majestic beard. That's a lot of adjectives. Done. He checked all the boxes. Except one. Top three candidates when you narrowed down your list. Better late than never. I wish I could tell you why they did it, but that's just my two cents. Um, so Mark says, my, my one question is how much control will he be allowed to have? Okay. Well, I think the difference is Lovey Smith's not going to let Nick Casario get in his ear and tell him when to call timeout. David Coley had no choice. He's just over there on the sidelines, chewing his tongue. Just like, what should I do now, guys? Okay, I'll call timeout. If we all still like me, I feel like David Culley just wanted to be likable, just happy to be here. Lovey Smith's like, I've been coaching too goddamn long for Nick Casario's dumbass to get in my ear, and I'm not suggesting Nick Casario's not a smart dude. I mean, dumbass just in like an generic way, and start telling me when to call timeout. I got this. 
If you want to tell me what personnel changes are occurring and stuff like that, I'm happy to take that input as I make my own decisions. But I'm not, I don't think Lovey Smith is allowing Nick Casario in his ear to make decisions in game. Lovey doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. I think he'll have some input if, if, and Mark said, no, I mean personnel decisions. I think Lovey Smith will have some input on the defensive side of the ball if they're dead ass serious about turning over this franchise to him. But I don't think they are. Like I said, guys, this was a checkbox hire. <sighs> okay. We'll get through this. We'll update the Rooney rule. We'll make sure that, you know, we, everybody's, but when we got enough PR nightmares without hiring the guy we really wanted, which was Josh McCown. So I don't think he's going to get a ton of actual personnel decision-making because I don't think they're serious about Lovey Smith being a long-term solution to their head coaching needs. I really don't. Um, interested. What if there is a handshake deal between the team and the NFL? The league in Houston still have some unfinished business regarding a certain player. No. Um, Okay, I like the theory and the conspiracy, but I I just don't believe, one, that the league would do that because that could turn around and blow up in their face if it comes out that the allegations are true and Deshaun has sexually assaulted multiple women and it's not just allegedly, but it actually... Then they're like, the Texans will be like, well, we had a deal, though. So I don't know that they can make that deal. And I don't know in today's information age and leaking of sources and everything else. I doubt the league would even make a deal like that, to be honest with you. I really don't. Um, Mark said, I agree with everything you've said. That's because you're smart, Mark. He said, and it's sad to me. I mean, I'm just being honest on my thoughts. I don't, maybe you guys think I'm a moron. Say it. If you think I'm wrong about this whole Texans thing, let me know. I'm fine if you disagree with me. I mean, some of you guys probably think that it was a, it was a good move. Valley Grower said CBS ranked the hire as a D. I saw one quote, which I wrote down, which I thought was really good, but it said that don't say Lovey Smith is a bad head coach because he's not necessarily like the worst available, but that at worst, the Texans stumbled into a really good coach. Ah, I think the Texans had a really good defensive coordinator. We'll see how it become how it turns out to be as head coach. Um, Justin, anybody who would make a deal with an organization like the Texans deserves to get burned. Boy, that is a fact. That is a hundred percent fact. If you made a deal with the devil, and by devil I mean Jack Easterby, <laughs> you deserve to get burned. But again, I think the Texans literally made this move from one reason and one reason only. PR. That's it. Uh, interested. Also, low-key, I love, I like Lovey Smith. It's not an inspiring hire, but it's a stable hire. I don't, I don't hate Lovey Smith. I, I made a point on this show and a while back and throughout the season that Lovey Smith was the one shining star of this team. Literally. Had I mean the few moments where you're like, oh shit, this defense came to play. I mean, look how many turnovers they had this year versus last. 
with no talent on that side of the ball. I mean, absolutely none. None. So I'm not suggesting that it was awful. I just, I, I mean, long term, I don't think this this was the actual move. This was nothing but PR. Uh, Walt said the Texans are being micromanaged by the NFL. Well, I would love to know who or what you have that that tells you that. Um, because I I would find that to be highly questionable that a team would allow the league to tell it what it had to do. I'd be like, wait, you're not going to make nobody else hire a black coach? We don't want Lovey. We liked him as a DC, but we really want this guy. Unless it came down to, hey, we wanted to hire Brian Flores, and the league was like, no, absolutely not. Now, that could be, that that I would not be surprised about. That I would not be surprised. It wouldn't have been a text message. It maybe wouldn't even have been a phone call. Like, Roger Goodell would have showed up to the Texans facility, walked in, said, Cal, Nick, Jack, can I see you in the parking lot? And mob style, they're like, everything's tapped. We can't know what sources are going to tell what. But I brought you all out here into parking spot number 17B, lot C, across the freeway to tell you that under no circumstances can you hire Brian Flores while this lawsuit exists. Or I will be so mad you won't even you won't even know what to do when I start taking it out on you. And they were probably like, "All right, we'll we'll find another black guy." Y'all are gonna take that out of context, and that's fine. Because that's the Texans' mentality, right? Well, I guess we'll do this. So, I I think that this was a a hire of convenience for PR. It was a safe pick. He checks a lot of boxes football-wise. But this was not their choice, and this is not a long-term good solution for this franchise. Uh, Josh said, I feel like NFL was micromanaging the Texans. They wouldn't be such a shit show. Somebody please micromanage this team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I told him, I said, Cal, meet me at Dan's. Yeah, uh, I didn't renew Dan's yet. So I, I gave him a month for free, but I just forgot to renew him. So I don't, not, we got, I got to get on the phone with David. Jen, we got to, and I canceled our, our sales platform stuff because we just weren't selling anything. So I, there's no sense in spending 20 bucks a month if we're not selling ads. So yeah, I got to, I got to reach out to David and them. Um, so, um, Donna said, more Lovey Smith Texans talk, same old. Yeah, we're moving on. I, I said everything I wanted to say. Nope, we're about to do Rogan talk right now, Todd. Now that I've finished with Texans talk, let's talk about it. Because Andrew Clay brought it up at the beginning of the show. He wanted to ask me anything about, oh, man. I can never get his hat to look. I can never get a hat to look right on camera. All right, so let's talk a little bit about your boy. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on. This is going to get interesting. This also might hurt some feelings. In case you missed it, Joe Rogan is under fire by the entire free world. Um, for a lot of reasons. So 
first, Neil Young, a couple weeks ago, got upset that he felt like Joe Rogan was spreading misinformation about COVID and it was costing people's lives. And uh, it was endangering people. So Neil Young said, look, either Rogan's got to go off Spotify or Neil Young goes, but you can't have both. And Spotify was like, <laughs> okay. And I admit, me too. I was like, Neil Young, I don't even know any of his music. No one gives a shit about Neil Young by Neil. Spotify is not going to blink when you leave. They took down his catalog. That was seven, 60% of his money gone. And Neil was like, I'm on iTunes now, bitches. Come hang out. Well, then other artists started saying, no, I don't want my stuff up there either. Mm -mm. I don't agree with it. I don't like him. I don't like what he stands for, what he says. I want my, I want my songs taken off of Spotify as well. India Ari. I think I said that right. I probably said it wrong. Took it to a whole new level. She posted 26 different instances on her Instagram in a highlight where Joe Rogan used the N-word on his podcast in casual conversation. Now, some of those instances, according to Rogan, I have not not listened. I saw the highlight, but I have never listened to a Joe Rogan podcast. So I couldn't tell you the times that he did or didn't. I couldn't tell you the context from which he used the word. But if you listened or watched his 10-minute video explaining it, which I did, he said that, look, there were many times where I used the word when I was talking about something that the word applied in context. For example, Richard Pryor has a comedy album that uses the N-word in the title. So rather than say N-word, Rogan said the actual word as part of the title. Yeah, Demata said they already pulled the podcast. Yep, every single one of them where he said that word have been pulled off of Spotify. Uh... When having a conversation about how Red Fox would say that word on Sanford and Son, instead of saying Red Fox would say that word, he said Red Fox would say and used the word. Now, you know, like I said, India Ari, I don't know if she made it or if somebody made it and sent it to her. But somebody found all of these instances where he used the word and, and sent it to her and she or she did it and, and she published it. And I've always said that there's really no time. There's really no instance. Oh, my God. Are people really spamming my text? I'm about to light this dude up. Y'all know how I feel about spam, right? I've got. Some dude from a Honda dealership spamming me. <laughs> Buddy, you done fucked up now. About to make the rest of your day miserable at 402. So. So there's really, and I've said this, and y'all know we've talked about race a ton on here, and I'm not going to make this about race. This is going to be all about Joe Rogan. Um. But I've said there's really no instance 
ever where it's okay or acceptable for a white person to use that word. It's just not okay. Now, in his 10-minute um, video that he made, I, I, I took some notes here. Um, and this was from an article, too. But the podcaster said that those clips looked horrible, quote, horrible even to me. And said this was, quote, the most regretful and shameful thing I've ever had to talk about publicly, end quote. Here's, the, <coughs> excuse me, not a COVID <coughs> Not a COVID cough, I hope. Here's the thing. And I think most of you watching this know my background, know who I grew up around, know my environment and everything like that. And one of the things that my mom always said in our house was that word was not okay. To you. There was two words you don't use in our house, the C word and the N word. <coughs> Ever. Ever. And that's why it was so weird for me to use that word the other day when that lady fucked with me about my gas. But here's the crazy thing. Had that lady been black, you know what word I wouldn't have used? Might have still called her the C word. But I definitely would not have called her the N word. Nor would I ever use that word in a conversation wherein the word was used by someone else, black or not, in the title of an album or a conversation or a description or any other moment. I mean, it's super simple to avoid this. If you wanted to, if you're having a conversation on your podcast, this is where the ignorance of white people comes in. If you're having a conversation on your podcast about Richard Pryor's album, and in the title, that word is used, guess what you say when you reference it? Well, guest on Joe Rogan, you know, Pryor actually had an album that had N-word in the title. I know. But instead, he uses the word. And he should be held accountable for that. And I want to point something else out. And I say this every time we have these discussions when white people do some dumb shit. There is a huge, huge difference. I want everybody to listen. And I know a lot of you are unfollowing and not watching and, oh, no, no, we can't talk about race. I hate it. Everyone needs to hear this. Black people need to hear this. White people need to hear this. Expanics. That's a reference to the Red House. Don't be like, oh, look at Barry. Which is an old usual suspect bit. Look it up. Don't make me go back. Don't take it out of context. Everyone needs to hear this. There is a huge difference between saying something that's racist and being a racist. There is a significant and real difference between the two. Do I think Joe Rogan is racist? No. Do I think he said something racist? Yes. And I think we have to continue. We have to continue to have a dialogue about the difference between the two. Am I excusing what Joe Rogan said? Obviously not. If you listen to me talk for the last 10 minutes, 
You know that I just said it was stupid and he should be held accountable and he should feel like an asshole for it and he should be raked over the coals because it's just not okay to say it. But there is a difference, and the word is racist when used by us. I'm sorry. That's just how it goes. But there is a difference between saying something racist and being a racist. And that's the problem that we have in this society is that we most people still can't differentiate the two. There are people out there saying Joe Rogan's a racist because he said that word. No, he's not. Now, if you want to have a conversation about his Planet of the Apes comment, now we can start to investigate. Is this what he really believes? Is this what he thinks? Because now we can start to have discussions of maybe he is a racist. But I just want to make sure we're all on the same page that there is a huge difference between saying something racist and being an actual racist. Okay? Just want to make sure we're, we're clear on that. And if you don't know the reference that I'm, I'm talking about when it comes to his statement on the Planet of the Apes, he was telling a story about how he wanted to go uh, see a movie or something. I think they were going to go watch Planet of the Apes and they, they just asked an Uber driver or a taxi cab guy or whatever. They were in Philly. And he took them to an African-American neighborhood with a, with a movie theater in the neighborhood and dropped them off. And his story, his words and summary, not mine, was like, he drops me off in, this, in the hood. And I'm like, oh, man. He says, Planet of the Apes. You'll have to go find his reasoning. I'm not going to tell you why he said what he said uh, but I, I think that there's also there's a level of ownership that is required when you fuck up some people will come out and deny and excuse and and there have been people let me try to say this as delicately as possible because i know some of you are going to get butthurt about this and this is not the intent we're just having a mature conversation but there are some people that have been in positions of political power in this country who have said awful shit about women about people with special needs about people from Mexico about black people about minorities. And instead of saying, I apologize, they will excuse it away with words to try and distract you from what they really meant. So I think there is that what's up, Dre. So I think there is that. And then there is somebody coming out and saying, I fucked up. Like, I shouldn't have said it, and I know that now. And his exact quote was, it's not my word to use. And he said, um, I haven't used it in years. (sighs) 
And here's the conversation that we have to have, folks. Because we live in a world of cancel culture. We live in a world where everybody wants to see somebody canceled for making a mistake. Everybody wants to see somebody canceled for fucking up. Joe Rogan's racist. Disagree. I don't know that he's racist. Now, to Shelby's point, does he say some problematic shit? Yes. Is he, is he reckless with his words and his, the, the power that he wields with his podcast when it comes to maybe COVID or social issues or other things? Absolutely. I, I believe that. I agree with you on that. But here's where the problem is. At what point do we accept the fact that people are flawed? People make mistakes and they regret those mistakes genuinely. And we allow them to own their mistakes, learn from them as, as individuals and as a society and try to be better because there's a lot of people that want to see Joe Rogan go away completely and be canceled. And that's a great point. That is a great saying. When you know better, you do better. 100% agree with that. But what do you do, chat, Q-Tech, CPA? What do you do when someone comes out and says, I fucked up. I'm not going to excuse this. I'm not going to. I fucked up. I should have never used the word. Here's why I used it, but that doesn't excuse it. I should have never done it. It's a bad look. I'm embarrassed by it. I messed up. I will do better. I need to do better. I don't think, see, the problem with us is as a society, once you mess up, no one wants, there, there's, there's no level of forgiveness. You're either going to get canceled or you never messed up. That's the two rules you live by in the public eye now. I mean, that's basically where we're at, right? You're either going to get canceled for something you did or are going to do. Or you never mess up and you live your public life scot-free. But I feel like there's very few times when we allow someone to come out and own a mistake. And again, you have to judge. Is Rogan racist or does he, did he just say something racist? If he's racist, to me, he deserves no forgiveness. Unless he rehabilitates himself and, and, and can prove otherwise. So there's a big difference in that. But this is all judgment. This is all not black and white, no pun intended. There are gray areas that we ignore, right? You're either going to be canceled because you made a mistake or you're not because you didn't mess up. I just think there's these, these conversations that we, it's tough because partly, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, folks. I don't subscribe to the NFL micromanaging the Texans. I don't subscribe to the politicians do everything to control us as a society that I don't subscribe to the Bilderbergs. I don't subscribe to a lot of the bullshit theories that float about, about power and wealth in this country. But I do think we have been conditioned by our own actions and some with the media and some with politicians and in general, I think we've somewhat been conditioned to live in a binary world on or off one or zero black or white canceled, not canceled. When we talk politics, when we talk religion, when we talk race, when we talk gender, when we have these discussions 
you're either with me or against me. There's no middle ground. And this is the same as true with this Joe Rogan situation. When dudes mess up. Now let's be real. A lot of times it's white folks messing up. Although, although no, if you recall, but Whoopi messed up and said that the Holocaust wasn't about race. Awful. Awful. What a racist statement. What a racist thing to say. Do I think Whoopi Goldberg is racist? No. Did she say something racist? Yes. 100%. And she owned it. And she said, I obviously don't believe that in my heart. I didn't realize that being Jewish was a race. That was my ignorance. I stand with Jewish people. I said something stupid. I can't take it back. I messed up. And you never heard another word about it. So I just, I just want to say, I mean, I'm not, I'm not condoning. You guys know. If you know me, if you've watched this show, you know how I feel about race. You know how I feel about this word and these things. But I want to caution those of you that, yes, Donna, absolutely, absolutely. And so I want to caution those of you that want to rush, not to judgment. We should be judging Rogan. But I, 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 we have to be careful of never allowing people to make a mistake and, and bounce back from it. Because we've all fucked up. We've all done and said some horrible things, made mistakes. The difference between us, and I maybe to a lesser degree than some of you guys, is that you guys don't live in the public eye. I'm sure you guys have said some awful, awful shit. Yeah, see, me too, Donna. Me too, Walt. I thought the same thing. I really did. I thought, oh, wait, Judaism is a religion. And I was watching a, a program that was talking about what she said, and they had a guy on there who was Jewish. He said a lot of people only think as Jewish people, as a, as a faith-based thing, but in fact, being Jewish is a race. And I was like, is it? And then who am I to question? So there's a Jewish dude on TV telling me that Judaism is a race and that that was the point of the Holocaust. I'm going to take his word for it. But I was the same as you guys. Like, that doesn't make it. I thought it was a religion only. Apparently not. I was educated. Yeah, and I do agree with that, Amos. She was suspended for two weeks. But but to be honest, there wasn't people making accounts and like these two were treated differently. And if you want to get into the nitpicking of, oh, well, this one hurts more than this one, that's not really for us to say. They're both awful, but I think we have to be um, open to people being able to own their mistakes and, and be better and do better because of it. 
that's just the point I wanted to make about it. Again, huge piece of shit thing to do. Do I think it was taken out of context? No, you said the word, bro. You said the word. And there were a lot of people on my timeline on Facebook. There were people on Twitter. There are comics coming to his rescue and saying Joe Rogan shouldn't be canceled or persecuted for what he said. Freedom of speech. Listen, freedom of speech doesn't allow you to be a fucking asshole. It doesn't allow you to say racist shit. What freedom of, that's not what freedom of speech is. I do. And, and, and one more point I want to make on that. Those people that are saying, ah, oh, this is blowed out of proportion. And this is just cancel culture. It is finest. First of all, if you use the word cancel culture, just shut the fuck up already. If you really believe that, like if that's only the, the vocabulary that you use, shut up. Now, for those that are trying to excuse it and say, well, it's not what he meant. It was taken out of context. You don't make a 10 minute apology video if shit is taken out of context. Okay. You don't come out and say, it's not my word. It was awful. I regret it. And I haven't said it in years. If you know you fucked up and you know you've said and done something awful. So for those that are trying to excuse it away and say, well, it was all the video was taken out of context and it's, he's a good person and this is great, but it doesn't excuse it at all. Steven said, Donna, I'm Jewish and I don't even know what it is really considered. Ha ha. I'm just telling you what I've watched. Okay, Donna, uh, anybody that's disagreeing with me. And I, I think I saw Donna say, I Googled it. It's not a race. I'm just telling you that I saw on ABC 13 news. I can find it. It was, on um, what's the one with David Muir that comes on at like six o'clock, whatever that is, they brought up the Whoopi Goldberg thing. And they had a guy from some Jewish organization that said, yeah, it's a ra- it was race-based. The Holocaust was race-based. And then he said, yeah, a lot of people don't know that there, there is a race of people and they're Jewish. Again, to me, I was like, oh, no shit. Interesting. Eugenics. We know the last time... They use, uh, who knows the last time they use a word? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, yeah. And Ladarius Brown said, you can be a good person and still say some messed up things. Absolutely. Ladarius. That's a great point. You can be a good person. Say awful shit. It's just like I said earlier, Ladarius. I don't know if you're here. Welcome to the show, by the way. I hope you'll subscribe and come back. Um, but yeah, you can say racist shit and not be a racist. That's possible. Francisco said world news tonight. That's what it was. It was world news tonight. So my thoughts at the end of the day, should Rogan be canceled? Uh, If he didn't own it, sure. But he's came out and said, look, I fucked up. This is not what's in my heart. I don't believe this. I made a mistake. I think he's got to, you know, he's got a, he's got a tough road to hoe to come back from it. Um, but it's not my place to say whether he should be forgiven. That's for the people that would be offended by what he said. I, I, I find it offensive. Uh, but 
I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not black. I can still be offended by it, but I don't know. I think that I think I think there has to be more people that come forward and say, "Yeah, we know he fucked up." Let's see how he atones for it. No, being that's a good point. Is Dana going to let him go? I don't think so. And by the way, Spotify had this to say. Um, Eck, oh, his last name is Eck. He's the guy that runs Spotify. He said, while I strongly condemn what Joe has said, I do not believe that silencing Joe is the answer. Looking at the issue more broadly, it's critical thinking and open debate that powers real and necessary progress. And then this dude named Eck committed $100 million for the licensing, development, and marketing of music and audio content from marginalized groups. How much is the deal with Rogan? $100 million. And this was part of the, the thing that like India Ari and others were saying was like, look, I'm not going to let you pay me 0. 0.006 cents while you're giving Joe Rogan $100 million and he's saying these awful things about my people. I'm just not going to stand for it. And I don't blame her for taking that stance at all. The same reason I don't blame Neil Young for taking his stance against Rogan on his COVID thoughts. People have the right to do those things, just like people have the right to continue to listen to Joe Rogan and support him. Uh, yeah. Interesting. It's important to note that the full definition of racism includes ethnicity. There you go. See, look, I'm not telling you guys I know all the answers. I, I love having conversations on race. I will tell you that. Anybody that knows me. The other day, Jason, my barber, and I literally had a one-hour conversation on the phone about race. And I think I tweeted about it. I love those conversations. It's been a passion of mine. I've been very passionate about this since, for, I mean, a very long time. Ever since I read the book To Kill a Mockingbird. Changed my life. Changed my world. And I will sit here and have discussions and discourse about race. As long as anyone would allow it, and I will continue to want to learn. So if we learn something about being Jewish in America and what does that mean? Is it a race? Is it an ethnicity? Is that included in race? These are all things that I didn't know about until I saw that. And now I'm reading this and you can bet I'll go research it some more. But that was what I heard. That was what that man told me. And he seemed educated. And yeah, I know you shouldn't believe everything you see and read. If it was wrong, I'm guilty. But the fact is that we're having these dialogues and these discussions, and I think that's important. You text CPA said, Barry, you know you had a uh you know you've been had a G path. I, I appreciate that. That's uh, my past means a lot to me. It really does. Uh all right, let's get out of here. It's 409 or 403. Hey man, I appreciate you guys being here. I love these discussions. I'm sure it scared a lot of people off on YouTube and Twitch and, and whatever else. And the funny thing is, is a lot of them who probably hate having these discussions about race because maybe they, they're white and fragile. I think they would be surprised at some of the stances. I feel like some of you guys were like, wait a minute, what? Barry's not, doesn't want Rogan canceled. Hey. I'll see you tomorrow. We still got a lot of shit on the agenda we got to get to. All right? Tomorrow, we'll talk some NBA trades. The deadline is uh, Feb 10. We're going to talk about that. I've got power rankings for you. Uh, what else? We've got Super Bowl squares to get to. I've got some recipes for you to make for your Super Bowl party. We're going to start those. 
NBA Olympics. I didn't even get to my Olympic takes or my Pro Bowl take. Oh, we got so much to talk about tomorrow. Hey, man, I love you guys. Thanks for coming back to the show and not forgetting me. <laughs> I need you so much. Oh, I still got to tell you my story about I had my first therapy session. That's all about that. I do want you to know I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I'm glad we have a community, no matter how big or small or shrinking, when we have these conversations, but I'm glad we have a community and an open dialogue where we can have these discussions and agree or disagree and have these talks. So uh, I will see you tomorrow. Have a great night. And until then, do me three favors. Be safe. Be kind. Most importantly, love each other. See you tomorrow. YouTube video!